0: NPR.
1: This is the Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods.
2: And I'm Waylon Wong. And you are listening to Indicators of the Week. Indicators of the Week, Alexi Horowitz, Gazi Edition. Pew, pew, pew. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Yay. Let's do this. Alexi joins us today from Planet Money. Hi, Alexi.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: It's so good to have you, Alexi. And for today's show, we're going to check the pulse of global economic growth. We're also going to see whether Tupperware has a future. And we're also going to look into HBO Max's puzzling rebrand.
2: All that after the break.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement.
1: As a fiduciary, we must make decisions in our client's best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life.
2: Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. Indicators of the week. First up, Darian Wood's. So my
1: indicator of the week is 2.8%, which is how much the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, expects the world's economy to expand this year.
2: Overall, it doesn't sound high. This sounds like a low number for growth.
1: That's right. And so outside of the global financial crisis in 2008, 2009, take that aside and also take away the early days of the pandemic aside, this is the lowest number in two
2: decades. What does the IMF say is the main reason?
1: The usual forces that we talk about a lot on the show, the lingering effects of COVID and the Ukraine war. Uh, Also, a lot of other countries are raising interest rates to fight inflation, just like in the U.S. That slows down lending and investment. And what's interesting is you kind of have two stories here. You've got the high-income countries and the lower-income countries. And so in the lower-income and maybe middle-income countries... They were at 4% growth last year, and it looks like it won't change that much this year. Uh, But the big decrease comes from higher-income countries like the US and Germany, where as a whole, growth is projected to be a paltry 1.3%.
2: And then within that overall 2.8% growth rate that you mentioned for all countries, I imagine there are some countries actually going backwards who are seeing their economies contract, right? That's some real misery happening.
1: Yeah. So take the UK. That is projecting a little bit of negative growth this year this is not good for material well-being. But, you know, there was some hope this week from the IMF. The organization's managing director, Kristalina Georgieva, said that she didn't believe that global banking had entered a crisis after all the turmoil with Silicon Valley Bank and Credit Suisse.
2: I guess that's something.
1: So the report was released on a Tuesday, and then with all the negative reaction from the press and from policymakers and everybody, on Thursday she actually said... Look, I mean, let's put this in perspective. We are not in a global recession. And she said that the key is to monitor risks that might be hiding in the shadows.
2: I'm sorry, was this meant to soothe everyone's worries? Because when she talks about hiding in the shadows, I'm actually more scared now. I'm like, what? What What are the risks hiding in the shadows?
1: I guess the mood is kind of lackluster and watchful rather than, uh, I don't know, screaming and jump off the ship.
2: Okay, I'll just settle back into my usual ennui then.
1: And while you settle down, Waylon, uh, let's hear from Alexi. Alexi, what is your economic indicator?
0: My indicator this week is 130 million. That's the number of subscribers that the media company Warner Brothers Discovery is hoping to reach by 2025 with the help of its brand new streaming platform.
2: Another new streaming platform? No.
0: Sorry to report it, Waylon. That's right. Earlier this week, Warner Brothers Discovery, the company behind HBO Max, announced they're rolling out yet another new streaming subscription service, the latest in a long line of them. There was, of course, HBO Go, which was followed by HBO Now, which were both overtaken by HBO Max back in 2020. And now, as of May 23rd of this year, HBO Max will also be tossed into the dustbin of streaming history for something new. Waylon, you have any guesses about the name?
2: HBO Animaniacs? HBO Shark Week All Week?
0: That is close, but uh, sadly, no, they went a little more of a simple route. Uh, They just dropped the HBO part of the name and called the service Max.
2: Well, honestly, like, I have subscribed to all those iterations of HBO that you mentioned, and I'm like, how many times are they going to change it? What gives?
0: The thing to know about why they're doing this goes back to this merger. You may remember back when Warner Media and Discovery merged last spring. They made this new company, Warner Brothers Discovery, which was then saddled with around $55 billion in debt. And so their leadership went on this kind of brutal cost-cutting spree. They laid off thousands and unceremoniously removed a bunch of streaming shows from HBO Max, including prestige blockbusters like Westworld.
2: Well, I really enjoyed the Planet Money episode you did on this where you were like a streaming sleuth and you tried to figure out what happened to all of these beloved shows that just suddenly evaporated.
0: Thank you for the plug, Waylon. (laughs) Uh, Yes, go check that out if you're all uh, interested in where these shows went. Anyway... Warner Brothers Discovery is now hoping that this new reimagined streaming service, Max, will be kind of the light at the end of the tunnel after all this restructuring. The company's aiming to combine HBO's audiences, which tend to skew toward young men, with the predominantly female viewers drawn to Discovery's unscripted reality shows like Fixer Upper or Dr. Pimple Popper. And by removing HBO from the name of the platform, they're signaling that this whole thing is more family-friendly. And by putting all this content together, they're hoping to make a sort of mega-service that'll be able to compete with the Netflixes and Disney Pluses of the world.
2: Because their audience isn't as big as those other ones?
0: Right, right. Now, Even with that target number they announced, the 130 million subscribers they're hoping to get by 2025, that would still be around 100 million subscribers less than Netflix has right now. But their leadership has said repeatedly that Warner Brothers Discovery is more focused on profitability than subscriber numbers.
2: Well, for all of my grievances, I will be one of those subscribers. So I guess they're well (laughs) on their way.
0: (laughs) They win in the end.
2: (laughs) And now it is time for my indicator. And I'm going to play a sound for you guys and have you guess what it is. Are you ready?
1: All right. Sounds like a bit of a mess.
2: Yeah, that's the sound of all my plastic containers falling out of the kitchen cabinet where I store them.
0: You sound very well stocked.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's mostly, you know, plastic takeout containers that I've accumulated during the pandemic. It's like random Tupperware containers I've gotten from friends that I've not returned.
1: The thrifty person's Tupperware.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, I think that you could say that this cacophony is like a sonic metaphor for what's happening with the company Tupperware. My indicator is $705 million. That's how much the company has borrowed under a credit agreement that it now is having trouble paying back. In fact, Tupperware warned this week that it could go out of business altogether.
0: Just because of this loan?
2: Well, the loan is just part of the story. So Tupperware sales have been declining, even though they've been trying to branch out beyond the traditional direct sales model that they're known for.
1: I've heard about these Tupperware parties.
2: How many have you been to?
1: Zero. Oh. (laughs) Sadly. If anyone has an invitation, I will consider it.
2: Well, I mean, I think that's part of the issue. It's like not enough invitations going (laughs) out. But, you know, you've heard of them because the company did pioneer this model of having people, and by people I mean women who didn't work outside of the home, host these Tupperware parties. But then today, even though their brand name is synonymous with food storage, there are so many options. Tupperware is no longer the only game in town. And they did start selling their products in places like Target, but it seems like that might not be enough to revive their sales. And then the company is having other financial problems. Its borrowing costs have gone up because the Fed has hiked interest rates. And it's facing a class action lawsuit from investors who say the company had shoddy internal controls. Like, it's had to restate some of its financial results because of mistakes.
0: Shoddy internal controls? This sounds a little bit like your kitchen cabinets.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. But my cabinet organization is probably easier to fix than what's going on at Tupperware. The company says it's trying to line up financing, maybe going to sell off some real estate, and we'll have to see whether it can turn things around in time.
1: All right. Fingers crossed for all my leftovers. All right. Thanks, Waylon. And thank you, Alexi. Another Indicators of the Week.
2: This show was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering from Catherine Silva. It was fact checked by Sarah Juarez. Maitley senior producer. Kate McKenna edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR.